It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasiolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. Couple new, uh, same faces, same voices, couple new names tonight due to some wins, some punishments, and the like. <laughs> To the right of me, who else? What else could could this man be <laughs> aside from the Black Buffalo? Black oh, Buffalo. That's good. That's good. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, hello. Going it's com- me. It's me, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Going completely. Uh, it went undefeated, right? In the in, Big Bang. In Big Bang. I did, I did lose my. Uh, I did lose my dog pound, but oh, okay. I won but, but everything else. Good. Fat Lock was a winner, and Dog Pound was 2-0, baby. Nice. The Jaguars. <laughs> the the Black Buffalo's Fat Lock will be a good segment tonight. To the left of me is another hey guy who went undefeated. Wearing the Tyreek Hill glasses tonight. That's right. Looking swaggy. Let's go. Quiet, everybody. It's the Timberwolf. Ooh. <laughs> dude, I love it. Oh, my goodness. Timberwolf and Black Buffalo. That's, good. That's me, dude. The Tin, T-I-N, Timberwolf. Oh, that actually be really <laughs> cool. The Timberwolf. I'm listen, doing it right now, dude. Listen, Timberwolf, whatever whatever is you want. Uh, so we have to refer to names. And uh, the guy in front of me. Yep. Oof, it was a tough week for the two of us. Uh, let me introduce you to the two other members of this podcast, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> all right, sorry. R R O D, baby. Yeah. So, no, honestly, even though this is a punishment, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, it. I mean, like, like we harp. I mean, this is year five of the podcast. Uh, trust me, if you think that I lost money last week, you got another thing coming. Uh, it's unfortunate that I was on the show, it's but all right. uh, it's all right, Rosie. Yeah, but I, I had a I had a good week regardless. Listen, so. Rosie, to be a fan, I was a huge. I, to be fair, I was a huge fan mm-hmm. of your Christmas album. My grandparents played it all the time. A lot of musical guests on that album. It's a, it's a throwback. If you want to look up Rosie O'Donnell's Christmas album, I'm not kidding. Yeah? I didn't know she could sneak, it's a good one. I didn't know I could sing. Sneaky bangers. <laughs> sneaky she bangers. can, but she has a For lot of Rosie. Like, guests. I don't know. It's kind of like a it reminds me of my grandparents. Very, very bizarre. <laughs> John, and, what's and your name? I also was going to be Rosie O'Donnell. I think that works. All right. So, so Rosie and Rosie. So Rosie and Rosie. Double so just, Rosie. just anytime someone loses now, just refer to them as Rosie O'Donnell. Nothing against Rosie. She's a great actress. She's been in some good stuff. But, you know, we're feeling kind of Rosie tonight. Yep. Uh, so, so Rosie, what, what happened with our picks? I'll, I'll start off, man. Um, the Chiefs completely upset by the Colts. I know I've been – I was kind of, like, poked fun at because that was uh, – Seem seem to be as like the, the that's the trap yeah the yeah. trap game the go to line and I even said I wasn't sure why the line was even set like that last week so I definitely fell into that trap the Colts hey the Colts showed us something um, let's see if they can string together stuff and I think the Chiefs will be quite all right but definitely alarming you know this this has shades of last September when the Chiefs were struggling too see my um, two cents on that game even though I didn't really have a, a you know a stake in that I, yeah. I think the Chiefs lost it more than the Colts won it personally. Okay. Yeah, I think I could see that. Um, I, listen, I had, I had not not to go through every one of mine, but just just want to say the stuff that stuck out. The Raiders have been in every single game they've been in this mm-hmm. this uh, uh, this season to start. I might have a play on the Raiders later, and uh, they they had a two point conversion to tie the game at the end of the game. Just just one of those things where 
They didn't get it done. I thought that they were the better team than the Titans. I still think they are. I think that they've played again. Uh, maybe the, the outcome will be different. Cardinals couldn't hang with the Rams. Uh, and the Niners, man. <sighs> what an ugly fucking game. If if I'm a Niners fan, I'm the most pissed off of every fan base uh, this, this week, in my opinion. I think that was a totally winnable game. You, you tout yourself as an NFC champion, and you can't put the finishing dust off of the Broncos... I just I I have so I have lost a lot of faith in the Niners. They they blew out a, a bad Seattle team. That is what they've shown us so far. And they've lost to two. I don't think the Broncos are a good team. They've lost to a bad Broncos team and a bad Bears team. So I don't know what's going on. Jimmy G or Trey Lance put put fucking Archie Manning back there. You know I don't think the results are a whole lot different. So that was a very disappointing loss. I do have a, a small factoid about Week Three. Is twelve out of the fifteen games were decided by 10 points or less. Mm-hmm. So something to think about. that. There was a scoring is way down this year, and, yeah. uh, you know, how fitting, because I had uh, two overs and one under, and, uh, yeah, I just uh, picked them wrong. So no, <laughs> nothing else to say. I mean, the Commanders really laid up a, a stinker. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, if you take an over, you need both teams to participate, and uh, Carson Wentz didn't, didn't get off the bus, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's really what Great. happened. And then that the, was a tough The Vikings one. game as well. Uh, we had a four-minute drive miss field goal, and then a six-minute drive miss field yeah, goal. Yeah, that was that was my bad beat yeah. of the week, man. And fucking if Dan Campbell yeah. learned to just not be a little fucking prick and go for it every time <laughs> he sees the a handicap, and, and not see it fucking every time he's fourth down and manageable, he's like, yeah, no field goal. We're just gonna Listen, go he, for it. He was, they he win was that four, game outright. He was four of six. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty I think good. It's six, six is three too many to go for. Yeah. I, right. I think ironically, if he went for the last fourth down instead of kicking the right. field goal. They might have actually won. He, he said he regretted it in a See, in post game. That was my bad beat. Though. Here's my take, yeah. r- real quick on 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 that. Fourth and one is usually easier to get than a 56 yard field goal. Like a 56 yard field goal is less than a coin flip. I don't. Even I, think, I think I think it depends on the kicker in the in the condition. It, it doesn't. I mean, he can make. Yeah. In, so. a, in a dome, I, I actually don't know. I don't know the Lions kicker from from Adam. But the one thing I will say too is in New Jersey there is. Uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook has, if your team goes up by 10 at any point, you get paid yeah. out on the ticket. The Lions blew two 10-point leads. Yeah, so if you took either side money line with that promo, you got paid out anyway. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And t- Timberwolf, talk about uh, yeah, the, the wins that you had. I think we kind of jumped over you. The, the Rosies uh, jumped yeah. over you there. Joe I, has been. Uh, oh, Timberwolf has been uh, a fucking force to be reckoned with through three weeks. Look, through three weeks, I've I've got the record up, and I have no doubt that a cold streak is coming. No, <laughs> no, so that's why. Look, 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 no, I have no doubt you guys will pick up the slack for me when I am down. So as a friend, there, there you go. Happy to happy to do it. Yeah. You got to split it, you know, uh, into quarters the season here. So I'm very I'm very glad that I went three and zero. And I hit the dog pound as well. So I, nice. I'm three and zero. Which ones did you hit, uh, Timberwolf? Remind so me. I hit Bengals, ATS. Really, right. no doubt about that one. That was good. That was a, such an easy game. The Packers game, they had control early. I actually don't mm-hmm. think they scored after the first two possessions. So they went fourteen nothing, and that game almost got out of hand at the end. Um, but I ended up speaking yeah. that one out, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys beat the Giants on Monday night. So. All around, it was yeah. just a good week. Awesome. Good week. I, I do want to point out that I didn't get totally blanked. I did win my dog pound. Yes, yeah. yeah. We yeah. had our segments did well. Dog pound, we'll get to those. But, uh, you know, we're all profitable. So, without further ado, let's head into our week four Big Bank Picks. Big Bank Picks. Okay. Who wants this? I think either Timberwolf or Black Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to give it to the hot hand. Let let, uh, let Timberwolf start Let's off. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Let's stay in Detroit. We're talking about uh, the Detroit Lions. And uh, this game, I'm taking the under 48. Now, you heard me say in the last pod, I want every part of the Lions overs. Now, the only reason why I do not 
want the uh, Seahawks Lions over is because a I think the Seahawks offensively have gotten kind of bailed out by all three of their opponents here. The Broncos are very good defensively, but week one, man, little fluky. They were at home. Crowd was going nuts because of Russell. Didn't really surprise me that their offense was okay. It wasn't, like, exceptional or anything. Then you look at these other games that they play. They got blanked by the Niners, who you just went up and in on. Mm-hmm. They're not exactly a defensive uh, powerhouse. Above mm-hmm. average, I would say, defensively. Right. But I think any time that the Seahawks are going to be traveling – I want to be looking at their unders. I don't think that they're a good team. I'm not fooled by the three weeks that they've had. Metric-wise, they look okay. We talked about this off the pod. How can you dive into statistics when there's only a three- or four-week sample size? We're getting to the point where it's now okay mm-hmm. to start to say that, but I don't think we're there just yet. So I'm, I want to fade the Seahawks offense big time. It's going to be a slower game because that's how Pete Carroll wants to do it. And then finally, you look on the Lions side. The reason why I don't like the over for them is because Swift is not going to be playing and Amon Ra missed practice again. We're recording this on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I think that he's going to miss the game. And Dan Campbell said he would prefer guys to be healthy. He said that about Swift directly. There's no reason why he shouldn't be saying that about Amon Ra. And uh, without both of them, they're going to struggle to have any kind of bursty-type chunk plays. So I think this is going to be a ball-control-style game. I love the under of 48, and I'm going to go one-and-a-half units on this one because I only have two plays this wow. week. It's uh, 48 even, not 48-and-a-half? 48 even, yeah. 48 is actually minus 105. Okay. That's uh, that's really good. 48 is a key number. Absolutely, yes. I, I want to make sure that I, I grab that as soon as possible. Well, very nice. Well, Timberwolf, uh, you could tag me in here because my first big bank play for one unit is I'm taking Detroit Lions minus four uh, cool. versus Seattle. Good. And it's funny because, in my opinion, I think that DeAndre Swift being out, to me, doesn't really mean too much because I think that... I think that Williams can carry the He's load. good. He, he's yeah, a good he's, running back. Yeah. I think we discussed this off-pause. He's not as explosive as Swift. He's not maybe going to have mm-hmm. the big play, but he's good for chunk yardage and the goal line back. Um, Amon Ra being out will probably uh, – that that's a good reason to take the under. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I don't see a reason why Detroit doesn't win this game by a touchdown, especially you want to talk about a spot start, right? Detroit pretty much just absolutely embarrassingly blowing – uh, what should have been easy victory mm-hmm. against a division opponent. Oh, yes. uh, now mm-hmm. you're getting a kind of on the you know on the rope Seattle team struggling after you know their first big week one win. Mm-hmm. Kind of feel like they're regressing to what we all expected them to be. Right. And uh, I just think that Detroit is just a sick all around just such a significantly better team in such a good spot playing at home versus Seattle. Uh, to me, I think is a smash spot for Detroit. I don't see a reason why Dan Campbell cover God. Can't uh, <laughs> can't cover once again. Um, you know, I think if Amon Ra plays, even if he's like at fifty percent, he'd be a great decoy, and mm-hmm. Seattle would have trouble with that. And even if he doesn't play, there's no reason why they can't move the ball down. Who's their next there. receiver? I'm just curious. Uh, DJ Sharks in there. Okay. Uh, Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. I know. I know. Hawkinson. Hawkinson's yeah. getting healthy. Okay. And not right, for so nothing, man. Like Jared Goff has looked like serviceable this year. Like it's not he, like he's. Yes. Yeah, you haven't really had a moment where you're like, oh, Jared Goff. He hasn't been a liability. No, absolutely yeah, like, not. No, nothing. And you know what? Really if the Seahawks have proven you're going to be able to establish the run. I mean, Cordell Patterson literally just went fucking bonkers on them mm-hmm. last week yes. for what, like oh, hundred yeah. yards yeah. and a couple touchdowns or right. one touchdown, whatever it was. Uh, and you're talking about a team with a significantly better offensive line. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, very similar skill set running back. 
Uh, so this is uh, yeah. to me this is this is Let, honestly uh, fourth, dare I, dare yeah. I say kind of like last week where I was like doubled down on the Ravens like mm-hmm. out of all the games on the board this one stuck out to me it was like sure I kind of feel like the uh, the Lions are being disrespected especially because yeah. it actually opened at six yeah I was gonna say Zach ah, the, I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up I wanted to uh, ask you about the the line move here um, six five and a half it, they didn't last long uh, a lot of money coming in on Seattle. Does that scare you at all? Do you no, think that there's some I, I don't. I think the reason why I think I, I can tell you exactly why the money's coming mm-hmm. in is because literally Dan Campbell straight up said that. Yeah, I'm thinking about just resting Swift for the next two weeks until after our bye. <laughs> yeah, so, you know you're you know, right. Time. Then I'm on Ross questionable, so people are like, right, "Oh yeah, let's, let's get injuries to good players." Mm-hmm. Like let's let's bet Seattle. Let's it's like no, that. no, this isn't a quarterback. These are skills positions. I'm sorry, in the NFL, yeah. uh, and in the NFL, I'm going to say especially at the running back position. To me, I would say out of all the skill players being absent. That one is like the number one to me. Like it doesn't really mean that much. And yes, I do mean that. I don't give a shit if Saquon Barkley's not playing. I don't give a fuck if Derrick Henry's not playing. Like a running back is a running back. It's your yeah. offensive line. Mm-hmm. If you have a decent offensive line, you're gonna run the ball. It's so funny that you right? mentioned Barkley because in my rankings, he's like the only position player that's like worth like a half a point. I, which, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. disagree with. I'm just saying to me, yeah. running right. back in the NFL. No, I agree. There's I agree. a reason why they're not getting paid. But right. Tyreek Hill's getting yep. paid at 110 yeah. million dollars a year. It's because you're replaceable. And for that reason. Wrap this up. I think me and Joe are pretty much on the same it's page. Great pick. I love this side, yeah. Detroit minus four, under. Fuck it. Maybe do a same game parlay. That's our Ooh, parlay. Hey, that's, that's for this game. Parlay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's my pick for this week. Uh, well, one of my three. So that's awesome. uh, for a unit. One unit. Yep. One unit. All right, Rosie. Right. Which Rosie's taking Ro- it first? Rosie O'Donnell. Would you like? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, and me and Rosie O'Donnell are going to co-sign on a pick mm. later on. Um, but I'm going to start. Uh, I have three plays for one unit. I'm going to start uh, with a team that literally was the only reason why I won anything last week. And let's get probably in the dog goes the Atlanta Falcons. And this week I'm choosing to fade them. Uh, I think they're the the Falcons are a very frisky team, right? Uh, they they have a potent offense. They could get some things going. Their defense is pretty shit. Um, <laughs> So, so their defense I, is so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, and, and, and I wish I had better numbers to describe it exactly, uh, but the Falcons, having been the team that was projecting the NFC to have the lowest win total, they're playing the Browns this week. I'm taking Browns' money line at minus 120, uh, and I feel like this is just one of those games they look back on. It's, it's going to be a loss for them. Uh, the Browns are a better team. They're coming off some extra rest. Man, I never would have thought in week four that I would say the Browns are actually a decent they're team. They're Jacoby Brissett, but yeah, yeah. but yeah. they but they are. They're 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 no slouch. You know. A quick word on that: yeah. I actually think that uh, it doesn't get talked about enough that te- uh, Kevin Stefanski is a really good coach. Yeah, absolutely, and he's had to navigate. I mean, everything this offseason. Mm-hmm. But the Browns run the ball well. In fact, they're first in rushing yards per game uh, this season, and uh, Brissett's not asked to do a whole lot. And against a bad Falcons defense. If he's if he's asked to do something, if the Browns D can't stop the the Falcons offense, he'll be able to to stand the test and to make some plays happen. Um, the Falcons haven't beaten the Browns since 2010. Actually, wow, they lost. They're they're one of those four year yeah, every four year teams. Four years, they yeah. lost their past two in 2014 and 2018. That last win was also the last time the Falcons were favored in this series. Hmm. So um, we we can expect that the. Um, Wait, the Falcons were favored or the Browns were favored? No, no, no. Yeah, the Falcons were favored. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Browns have covered and won outright. Yeah, since uh, since being favored uh, in their in their other games. Um, something else I had here. Uh, the Fal- oh, the Falcons have failed to cover the spread in each of their last nine games following a win. 
So I wow. write. Th- yeah. So I write this stat down because Joe referencing what. Uh, ooh, Timberwolf, referencing what you had mentioned before uh, about sample size. If this was like you know Falcons failed to cover the spread in their last two games, right. not enough. Nine games. You're talking about now mid last season. Half the season. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I I think I think Brown's money line is just the play here. The Falcons will have their games. But uh, I'm just not. I think this is a perfect time to fade after they came out with a win last week. Agree. Yep, definitely think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I'm going to take you across the pond, and you're going to hear a lot about the geography of England and also how time zones work. I so want you to do an English accent, but I know I'm, I know <laughs> I'm not going to I'm actually, so the one thing, I'm, I'm actually quite a bad actor. Hello, mate. I keep it it's real. It's me, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> From down under. Cheers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, so Rosie, I, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a great impressionist because I, I keep it real all the time. So let's uh let's put some money in everyone's pocket here. Ready? So here's a couple of angles. I'm gonna I'm gonna break down for you. Ready? The Vikings are still in Minnesota. That's right. It's Thursday night. I'm going to go ahead and just let that rest there. The reason is Kevin O'Connell said that. So let me take a tiny step back. The first time in NFL history that the London game is not preceded or by, a bye by a bye week. Gotcha. So both teams are so confused over what to do. The Saints have been there since Monday. The Vikings are leaving tomorrow. They want to wow. be there as little as possible. So, quote, they could stay on central time. Well, unfortunately, the game kicks off at 8.30 a.m. central time. So wow. uh, not good for the Vikings. They're going to be a little sluggish coming out of the gates. Warmest will probably be 6 to 7 a.m. And uh, that's why I have Viking Saints first half under of 21 and a half. Four one and a half That's units. A great play. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be a little bit sleepy coming out. I, it's yep. it's going to be tough. Vikings are two and zero in London. Uh, the last time they were there was, I believe, two thousand eighteen. Also, uh, Saints dealing with a lot of injuries. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, uh, Jameis Winston. If Andy Dalton does get the nod. Funny enough, Andy Dalton versus Kirk Cousins actually happened in London before. Uh, ah. It was two thousand fifteen, and the game ended twenty four to twenty four. Um, just a little fun nugget there. Also, cool. what's happening in the area? Um, that same weekend at 7.30 a.m. our time Eastern on Saturday is the North London Derby. Tottenham versus Arsenal. Biggest rivalry game. Everyone's going to be a little hungover and not get into the stadium on time. Uh, maybe a little dead atmosphere early on. It'll start mm. building throughout the game. It's going to be sluggish performance there. Little bonus cookie. By the way, I had a, a bonus cookie last episode. Jared Goff interception, yes, and that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. my, my bonus cookie this week is Viking Saints punts over Eight and a half. Um, I had to lay minus 140, but I think that's a great bet here. Uh, Dalvin Cook's a little bit banged up. I think that this is, you know, let's not overthink it. Let's just go ahead. These two teams are going to start pretty slow. Uh, They're going to come out. Uh, Nothing about the pitch. I know a lot of people still remember Wembley Stadium being hard footing. Uh, This stadium was actually built in conjunction with the NFL's, you know, um, I guess their guidelines. Uh, Football games have been played here before. There's not going to be any slipping or anything like that. It's going to be, I actually think that helps the under. So I'm going to go Viking Saints first half under 21 and a half. Tag me in because apparently the games you guys like the unders, I like the favorite. Because I have the Vikings <laughs> minus three for one unit. And nice. pretty much Dean is, has kind of touched on really my main point, which is the cluster injuries in New Orleans. Uh, we still don't know whether Jameis Winston is playing. And quite frankly, I can't imagine an Andy Dalton start really changes the line that mm-hmm. much. Uh, I mean, maybe a half a point. Maybe yeah. just because he's you know probably a little rusty just from from not getting first team reps because um, you know it's it is week four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, man, I think the Vikings are just an overall better team. New Orleans kind of has a lack of identity right now, and the Vikings coming off of some uh, a big win last week where they mm-hmm. kind of squeaked one out they maybe didn't deserve to. Um, 
they're just an overall better team than the Saints. Yeah. Saints, to me, right now, are just kind of struggling to find an offensive identity. I think the Vikings should be able to expose that. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really, like, once again, this week, uh, kind of similar to last week, I was like, I'm not going to overthink things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that the Saints... Uh, Sorry about that. I just saw Tua walking over the sidelines. My heart skipped a beat. I was like, don't tell me he's fucking hurt again. Because um, I'm starting him in fantasy. But Yeah. I, yeah, I, w- I will say this, Zach. I think we could give the Vikings, uh, and Rosie, I could talk to you as well, being a fan. I think we could give the Vikings a pass for losing to what is probably, what could end up being the number one team in the NFL yep. come season's end. You know, It was a tough tough one in prime time, but you know they didn't, they didn't lose a laugher to some lower rung team, this mm-hmm. is probably the best team and in the dude, NFC. Dude, think about it. This is the complete opposite of primetime Kirk Cousins. You're getting yeah. 7 a.m. Kirk Cousins. That's right. Yeah. Gonna say, this man is going to think he's in church. Tea and crackers. He might be yeah, fucking, he, might, he might go for 500 yards and five tutties. He did have 400 the last time he played in London. And actually, he did say as well in an interview that it was really hard to get reacclimated. So I think that that has something to do with it, that Kevin O'Connell really listened mm-hmm. to the players. Uh, Devin, Co- Devin Cook had a funny quote. He said, quote, I'm going to get my sleep regardless. So, uh, whatever that means. I guess he's staying asleep the whole game. <laughs> yeah, right? Dude. Yeah, I, I, real quick, I love the play because you're also sneaky playing with house money if the line does move because Dalton Dalton got first-team reps, I think, today and yeah. and I, I assume he will tomorrow. Yeah. Um, dude, I, if it ends up going to five or whatever, you're sitting pretty with that almighty three. I mean, that's huge. One of the yeah, best I mean, numbers in all of that. I, I couldn't agree more, Jens. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that – I mean, if it is a close – if it is a close game, I think it is a field goal game regardless. Yeah. But I, I think this. I've like seen a lot of field goal games. The, in the, the Vikings just—they are just yeah. at least they have an identity. I don't know. Yeah. Did you look at the Saints? Just like what are they? Mm-hmm. No one knows. Nobody fucking knows. Yeah. I don't think the Especially Saints after last week, man. Like, yeah. what, what the fuck was that performance? Yes. Oh yes. But was, plus the injuries on your your offensive weapons, including your quarterback, yeah. usually is a big issue. Do you remember, uh, was it last year? Yeah, it had to have been with Urban Meyer. Yeah, that, his that, only win. Yeah, his, was his only win. The, yeah. Was it yep. Jaguars-Jets? Jaguars-Dolphins. Jaguars-Dolphins, that's what it was. La Landa. You, you and I were at the Giants game, and we were trying to In watch... London? <laughs> we were trying. We were trying to watch. Uh, mm. We were trying to watch it as we're going into the stadium. Yes. We had some money on. I don't know if it was a big bank pick or. I believe it was the. It was. I, I want to say it was the under and the Jaguars. Yeah, like it was a crazy Parlay. thing, and like it. So they just. I do have another cultural thing to bring up about the yeah. London games. So uh, during soccer games, each team has their own. Uh, this is gonna sound like weird, but they have their own like chant slash song, like almost think like a fight song. Sure, yeah. So the in order to cheer your team on, it's not okay. Quiet when I have the ball, uh, loud when the other team has the ball. It's more like I like my team more than your team, so I'm gonna be louder than you. Gotcha. And because of that, there's noise all the time, so the quarterbacks yeah. might not be able to hear okay. as well if it is a a, a bussing environment. Sure. So that also helps an under. Yeah, I think under is the absolute right play. I just don't see how you could handicap an over in this one. Uh, I hope it doesn't go over. Uh, Timberwolf, if you want to go with uh, Only your next half. play? Absolutely. I am going to target the Bucks again. Okay. Um, and by that I mean literally target, not <laughs> as in target as by them. I want to be fading them. I think their offense is, I want to say bottom third. I hope that, that doesn't ruffle any Tom Brady feathers out there because I know he is a fan of the show and he will be listening. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, Mike Evans coming back is a little bit fugazi. I think their offensive line is so bad where it, it affects their offense even more than I mean, we saw it in the Bucks chiefs Super Bowl. If we can go back two years, how important the offensive line is. Mm-hmm. Chiefs' offensive line was terrible, and that's all that mattered. They had the best skill group that you could possibly come up with. Skill groups don't matter as much as offensive line. The Bucks are still in shambles offensively. 
So I'm going to be picking the under again in this game of 46. Chiefs have struggled with chunk plays. I guess that's the theme of my picks this week. Mm-hmm. Is uh, any team that can't score quickly, I kind of want the under. So the Chiefs have resorted. Uh, it's not ball control style offense, but it's not chunky Tyreek Hill offense that we're used to. Mm-hmm. So I like the under in this one. I, it's not going to be a slog, but the Bucks are not capable of helping out the Chiefs to get over this 46. I love the under here again. I'm going to be targeting Bucks unders um, until it gets really, really low. So I like the under of 46. That's going to be a unit and a half. Those are both of my plays. Uh, another two unders here. So hopefully we keep the streak alive with the unders and we go two and zero. I Timberwolf, nice, nice play. I I have just been the proponent the past couple weeks of the Buccaneers having an old quarterback. I don't care what his name is. No receivers. I, I just, I don't even, it actually is amazing when I read power rankings every week and see the Buccaneers as like the sixth or seventh best team. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a Tom Brady name brand. I don't know if it's just a, let's not hit the panic button on this team yet because they aren't losing games, but they're just not impressive in any kind of way. I, I don't even know what to make them. They're kind of like, they're kind of like a, um, like an upside Saints in, in a weird way. We don't quite know what their, like, what is their strength? Having they, Tom Brady? They really don't. You know? Yeah, is it is it feeding Leonard Fournette for 18 carries and, like, 90 yards dude, every week? That, that's the thing. How can you not project them for another 20-carry-type workload for Fournette? And what does that do? Does that scream under or over? You right. know, if they want to control the game at all, it's got to be through that. Yeah. And that just and that, that, screams under. So, exactly. They want to do that. So the one thing I will say about power ranking specifically is... Uh-huh. Um, you're going to hear in a later handicap that there's like the the tier one. Remember we did our, our power rankings and yeah, yeah. had like distinct mm-hmm. tiers. Tier one, I think, is like it's not even like top ten. It's like five or six, and then it's a clear drop okay. off to yeah. seven and eight. So, but my only counter to you is like having them six or seven. That sounds fair, honestly. Um, my only thing is like, where would you have them then? Like twelve, fifteen? Like, are yeah. you prepared to put like the Chargers above them? Like, I'm not. Right. I, yeah. I think I, w- I gotta I gotta redo. I try to do power rankings every four weeks or so. Um, I right, think you probably do it in a better way. It's week to week, but I would say uh, I'd put them probably like twelve ish, honestly. And again, mm-hmm. that's shot out of a cannon. Like, yeah. I, I I don't have it in front of me. I think I have them like seven or eight. Yeah. Right. I'd have to, I'd have to look at a list too. I would still put like. I would put them below, like, the Chiefs still. Well, no, they're probably like a top five team, the Chiefs. Yeah. I'd have to look at a list, but I know I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have them up there. Um, Rosie, would you like to, would you like me to take the next one? Uh, I, I could do it. Okay. Uh, mainly because I alluded to the power ranking one. Yeah. Ready for this? We got team 14 in my power rankings, minus two, playing against uh, team 18. But a lot of people, uh, I thought for sure that we would get home dogs here, but uh, we didn't actually. Team 14 is the Las Vegas Raiders, mainly because there's, that's where they slot. All the teams, mm-hmm. I'd probably say from like 10 down are bad. Mm-hmm. Like um, the Raiders, uh, I believe, are a quarter point worse than, a, than an average team. They're team 14. So that just goes to show you uh, what I think about them. Uh, the Denver Broncos are team 18 for me. From a metric standpoint, the Raiders aren't nearly as bad as their record indicates. They got somewhat unlucky to be 0-3. They had a um, some really good spots for other teams. I know that sounds like I'm making all the excuses in the world. But week one against the Chargers... Uh, you know, hard-fought game. They came back a little bit, just wrong side of it. Week two, they gave up an atrocious, historic comeback. And then week three, they played the ultimate desperation Titans. Now they are going to be the ultimate desperation team at home. They do have a little bit of a home crowd here. They're playing the CEO of bad coaching. Uh, CEO. 
Oh, and also, if they don't win this one, you know what they got week five? In Arrowhead. So I don't think that they're coming out saying, hey, we got to beat the Broncos just to get our season on track. I think that they might be looking ahead and going, oh my God, if we don't win this game, we're going 0-5. And, and Devontae Adams is already starting to bitch. Imagine if he's... If he's bitching at 0-3, imagine at 0-5. He might demand a trade back to the Packers. God, heaven forbid. Uh, the, the Vegas Raiders are top 10 in yards per play. They can move the ball. And, John, you dunked on the on the Rosie. Broncos. Uh, excuse me, Rosie. You you did dunk on the, on the Broncos already. Uh, Russell Wilson. The one thing that scares me about this is it seems too obvious. This, dare I say, like, I, I don't mean to hedge, but this seems like the Chiefs line of last week. So um, I hope I'm wrong on that case. Russell Wilson did put together a drive as the last time that the Broncos had the ball, which is something that I think is a little check plus for them. But um, I'm assuming that they come out how they have been and not that one drive. And, yeah, that they stink it up and the Raiders finally get on the board. So Raiders minus two. This is a rosy cosign because I'm also taking the Raiders minus two this week uh, for all the reasons that you said, Ro. Um, the, <laughs> I, I, the Raiders are just in max desperation, the only 0-3 team. And I don't see you have the Broncos at 18. I would have the Broncos as a bottom 10 team. I don't. I just don't See, trust them. My, my challenge for that though yeah. is to and that's not a knock on your yeah. rankings. It's no, more, no, it's more just because because I I also think your Raiders rank is a little high too. But yeah, you're not. And, you're clearly not worried about this. The is record. for the, this is for the listeners too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's very easy to sit around and go like, oh, this team is is top five. This team's top sure. ten. But when you actually list them out, someone's got to be above someone else. Yeah, Raiders are also six and zero in their last six home games against the Broncos. I know it's a different looking Broncos team, but they also have a pretty bad coach now. So maybe that works in their favor. Not that. Daniels has proved a whole lot either. Oh, he's um, ass. So, uh, just another nugget is the Broncos haven't covered in each of their last four road games. So, I think this Broncos team, if they if they can still squeak out wins like they did against the Niners, like I think their ceiling is maybe like a nine-win season. I'm just not sold on it. I'm not sold on the entire AFC West is very has disappointed. I think majorly this year, no team has been absolutely dominant. Yep. So I'm taking Raiders minus two. Zach, you want to? Uh, sorry, uh, Black Buffalo want to uh, handicap your last play. Yes. So my last play is going to be. I'm going back to the well. My third time in four weeks. I'm taking the Jaguars plus seven for minus one twenty because I'm buying the hook. Uh, I did actually get a little bit better line earlier in the week, but it is Thursday and I'm a devout man to my <laughs> listeners. So you buy that hook. Uh, listen, I think the Jaguars. I'm gonna say it again. They are severely being slept on. They have the Doug Peterson revenge, real Doug Peterson revenge. That's a legit revenge. Going into Philadelphia. Uh, and I said I was going to talk about this off pod, um, but what me and Dean are kind of odds here. I think weather is going to be, there has a chance to be a factor this week. Um, regardless of weather, I think the Jaguars can very easily hang with the Eagles. I think that both of their defenses are stout, and I think both of their offenses, I mean, obviously, Jalen Hurts, a little bit more uh, polished, I would say, <laughs> yes. than the second-year Trevor Lawrence. With that being said, I think that, honestly, the extra factor here is the run game for mm-hmm. the Jaguars. Uh, really, mm-hmm. Seattle, uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly has not had to deal with a, a, a good offensive line with a solid run game yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see mm-hmm. how they're going to react to that. Uh, with that being said, dude, I think this is just a close game. If there's anybody that can game plan for his former team, Doug right? Peterson definitely has an edge there. Yeah. And honestly, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's fucking pouring raining. Because in my opinion, <laughs> bad weather is going to really neutralize the playing field here and make this very evenly matched because the Eagles have kind of gotten to do 
whatever the hell they've wanted to. Uh, if we get some of that bad weather, you're going to see them having to resort to more of like a run and like kind of RPO, like short passes, which I haven't seen them do yet. Um, so regardless, I think this is going to be a really evenly matched game. I really think the Jaguars, once again, are being disrespected. So I want the seven points. Awesome. I think that's going to be a close game. I, I, I fully back that. My, my only um, fly in the ointment for the Doug Peterson revenge game is this is not anything like Doug, Peters's, Doug Peterson's team. Uh, yeah, he had Hurts, but he didn't really play. Did he have Hurts? No. Yeah, see, that, no, that's what yeah, I'm saying. It's a completely different team. That's that's my only thing. I think the the Eagles crowd will let him have it. I think if it does torrentially downpour, then they won't let him have it. So that will actually work to your favor. So you're pretty much betting on the, on the weather, which is... Uh, no, I said if the weather happens, it's neutralizing yeah. the playing field. I'd feel super duper confident. Well, I think that I was going to say, if, if, there's, if, if there's, there's no, no weather, weather... I think there's no reason why the Jaguars can't stay within a touchdown. Yeah. I, I like this um, because of... Like, Doug Peterson has had this game circled. You know, like yep. there's extra prep going into this game. I don't know how to quantify that. But I think buying the hook is actually a good move here. Obviously, you mm-hmm. want the seven without the hook. And you could have got that earlier in the week, which you did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I dude, I like the touchdown. And I'm, I'm, I'm as pro-Eagles as we get here in the winning <laughs> ticket family. But uh, They don't got to win. It's no, dude, I, yeah, I really do like That's the, the great thing about that I line. think the handicap is pretty sound, too. I think I'm at the point where I like the Eagles at minus six and a half, and I like the Jaguars at plus seven and a half. Yeah, and that, well that can work. So, good hook. Very good. <laughs> that can work. Uh, Rosie, I got one more play. I think we... Uh, do you have one more play, too? No, one more. And, we've, and I think we co-sign on it. So, it's another double... Start us off. Double like. All right. What I'm thinking, what we're thinking, Rosie, is Bills giving three points at Ravens, minus 110. I'm putting a unit on it. Um, what do we like about this? I love I love the number. I always... Anytime a minus three comes up, I have to just at least like kind of investigate a little bit. Um, I think that ever since the Bills lost in that in that uh, photographic te- television made-for-TV moment where Ken Dorsey's slamming his headset and his papers uh, on the desk before someone who knows PR finally covered the, the camera, ever since that moment where all of the Bills must have been feeling that kind of way, uh, I wanted to take the Bills next week. I still think they're the best team in football. It sucks that they're playing the Ravens, who we have so much faith in, and who I also believe is a good team. But I feel like um, the the Ravens have been playing red hot. Uh, even against the Dolphins, they were red hot. I think that maybe they come a little back, a bit back uh, to the pack, uh, playing the best team they've played on their schedule so far. Um, and I think the Ravens secondary is still unhealthy, if I'm not mistaken. So the Bills could look to take advantage of that. Uh, in in the passing game, this is an interesting stat I, I found. So the Bills, and again, it's only it's only a three game sample size, but the mm-hmm. Bills are first in passing offense. The Ravens' defense in passing, I know it was inflated by by the big Dolphins game. They're last, thirty mm-hmm. second. I mean, is that not a textbook like complete mismatch? Yeah. On in, in, on both ends I mean, of the they spectrum, gave, they gave up twenty nine to the to the defensive coordinator calling offensive plays on the Patriots last. Yeah. Week. That's that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. So 29 I think nine to Mac Jones with one leg. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think I think. What's Josh and, Allen going to do? And and you you can uh, row fill me in <laughs> on this too. But I think this is a great smash spot for the Bills here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last week when the Bills lost and uh, see, just seeing the passion of that game, uh, a lot of people I think it got undersold how uh, grueling that game was. I mean, mm-hmm. it's September, like middle of September, and it's a hundred degrees. And uh, the Dolphins, of course, they knew what they were doing, wearing the white jerseys. Bills going blue on blue, weird choice there. Um, but yeah, attracting the sun. Josh Allen sitting in the shade. It was really tough on them. Uh, Stephon Diggs had cramps. 
Uh, Davis didn't play. It's uh, It was a very grueling game, and yeah. so uh, luckily they have enough time to re... Against uh, a good Dolphins team. Yeah, you know, good Dolphins yeah. team, but I really think that if they played that on a neutral and normal weather, mm-hmm. I think the Bills definitely get the better of them. Uh, Josh Allen is 11-4 straight up after a loss. Well, not him. The Bills, while they have him as a starting quarterback. 11-4 straight up after a loss. Mm-hmm. And also, coincidentally, 11-4 as a road favorite. Uh, funny enough, maybe maybe there's correlation there, but uh, pretty funny. Lamar Jackson's team in that same time frame since 2019, 3-2 as a home dog straight up, meaning that they lose the games that they're supposed to. Bills got exposed last week. Nope, I don't think so. They were battling the elements, as I said. They mm-hmm. only gave up 5.4 yards per play. Uh, with virtually no secondary. Mm-hmm. They also signed uh, Xavier Rhodes, uh, rekindling with defense coordinator Leslie Frazier. little Vikings connection there. That's why I, I know all that. <laughs> I think that will actually help them out immensely. Yeah. Uh, Bill's offense is electric. Ravens gave a 29 to the, a bad Patriots offense. Just imagine what Josh Allen will do to them. Joe, you had mentioned, too, that... Timberwolf. Uh, excuse me, Zinberwolf. You had mentioned <laughs> yes. that there was, uh, you know, there's some cluster injuries on the offensive line. But I'm going to go ahead and introduce this um, into the, the atmosphere. Like, does that matter so much with a running quarterback? Like, with 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 Mac Jones, I'd be like, oh, yeah, cluster injuries, he's going to get sacked every play. If cluster injuries on the offensive line, like, Josh Allen's just going to run every play. I actually think that's good. So that's a pretty decent point, and uh, even if he doesn't like him in space, but behind the yeah. line of scrimmage is not the end of the world either. Yeah, like, I that's think pretty solid. I think moving the pocket with a with a running quarterback is a good thing. If it was a statue, I'd be uh, a little bit nervous. Also, another thing, this is why it's my only my half unit play. Uh, Zach and I we were discussing the weather, like Black we were. On you. Uh, well, I mean he's gone now, so. <laughs> yeah, we I'm, were be- discuss- I'm being a bitch. We were, we were discussing <laughs> the we-, we were discussing the weather like we were like uh, like three thousand BC farmers. But uh, it's one of those things where I don't know if it's if the weather is going to be effective. But if it is, then uh, it's definitely one of those things that I don't I don't know. I mean, look at the the Forty ers game; they got they got trounced by the Bears somehow. So I think another week to prepare once you've already had offensive line issues is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I think that is in both of your favors as yep. well. Yeah. Yep. So Bills minus three. Bills minus three. Uh, let's go around and recap. Um, I'll start with my picks. Again, the aforementioned Bills minus three for a unit at minus 110. Browns money line for one unit at minus 120. And Raiders minus two for one unit at minus 110. All right, I have two plays, uh, one and a half units each. I have the Bucks chiefs game under 46. And I have Seahawks at Lions under 48 for minus 105. I have the Vikings-Saints first half under 21 and a half at one and a half units. I have the Raiders minus two for one unit. I have the Bills minus three for a half a unit. Wonderful. Uh, And for Black Buffalo, uh, he's got the Jaguars getting seven points for a unit, uh, the Lions giving four points for one unit, and lastly, the Vikings giving three points for the last unit. We're going to take a quick timeout, then we're going to get into Zach's Fat Lock, Let's Get Parlayed, and the Dog Pound. Zach's. Fat lock. It's so big. <laughs> hey, uh, it's Rosie O'Donnell. Um, it might be surprised if you hear my voice. Zach did have to step out. There was something he had to tend to. So uh, me and the panel wanted to. Uh, 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 Rosie. Rosie. No, no. You, oh, Black sorry. Buffalo. Black Buffalo. Dude, that's right. That's right. Back Black Buffalo. Uh, had to step out. So we're taking over for, for Black Buffalo's fat lock. Uh, this is what he's rocking with this week. He has the Broncos getting nine and a half points. He's got the Titans getting 10.5 points, and he's got the Commanders getting 10.5 points. So all 
All, uh, I think most of these are dogs. No. Yes. Yes, they are. Uh, and he has that at uh, plus 128 odds. So, uh, what do you guys what do you guys think? I know what game I want to talk about, but I'm curious. What go you guys go think. for it. you. You right. start, man. And and this is probably biased Giants fan coming out, but here here's the here's the scuttlebutt about the Dallas Cowboys, right? The Cowboys have a tremendously talented defensive line. Their secondary can can do what they have to do because of their defensive line. But I am just not sold on the Cooper Rush experience and thinking that just because the Cowboys put up 23 points against a very mediocre to bad Giants team that all of a sudden now they're the toast of the division and they're back in, in, the, in the race here. Uh, so I think taking advantage of... A divisional game that usually is kind of wacky. I know the Eagles just, but well, they only they Eagles scored in the second quarter. That was it last game against the Commanders. I think the Commanders could cover the ten and a half here. That's that's the whole. The we whole already story talked about it. Eagles, but the one thing I'm scared of is against the Commanders they didn't score in the second half, and against the Vikings they didn't score in the second half. So yeah. uh, no halftime adjustments, I guess. Uh-huh. Pretty weird. Uh, the one thing I will say about Cooper Rush is he's there's. A, I, I want you as a listener, if you're listening to this to really understand the difference between a good offense and an efficient offense. Mm. The Browns, as you had mentioned, they are very efficient. Yes. Uh, I see the same thing with uh, the Cowboys. And, you know, it's funny that the, when Jerry Jones said, like, oh, I hope there's a quarterback controversy, like, it's one of those things mm. where I guess um, at, at first you're like, Cooper Rush sucks. But then you think about it and you're like, yeah, actually this Cowboys offense would benefit from a game manager and not a boomer bust kind of guy. So uh, I, I have my reservations reserved about that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. using reserve twice. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a little bit weird. Uh, also, Washington getting revenge from last year. They yeah. got their tits ripped off <laughs> in, in Dallas. Uh, was that 56-7? to seven? Uh, Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Pretty oh, that weird. a tough one. Uh, yeah, the Titans, uh, that's the team I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, coin flip game, the regular spread is three and a half. Um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question the master of teasers, but you know, three and a half I think for me is plenty. I think it's gonna be a field goal game, so I will probably have that on my personal ledger. So why not nine and a half? I guess is Zach's thinking. Yeah, the last one is the Broncos Excuse me, leg. Black Buffalo. Yes, Black <laughs> Buffalo. Yes. Are you gonna have a sounder, Black Buffalo's fat lock? I yeah. I have no. Hey, idea. sponsorship, hit us up <laughs> at Winning TX Pod. I think the, uh, the I'm working on a way to get the Broncos into a teaser myself. So I do like teasing both division games, actually, the Titans one as well. Yeah. I think getting more points in the division game is great. I think home field advantage is not as important there. And uh, I think it's great. As usual, I like Zach's tease here. Yeah, and uh, Broncos 2.5 in, in some places. A six-point teaser could get you up to 8.5. Mm-hmm. Very good. Number. Just want to go ahead and reinforce that. Uh, Wong teaser is through 3 and 7. Most plus EV that you could possibly be. Love that. So uh, we're really happy with Black Buffalo's fat lock. And now... Oh, do you, hear, you guys hear that music? What is that? Ooh. Let's get parlayed. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell's Let's Get Parlayed was, uh, never thought I'd say that sentence, was uh, another winner last week. Um, we, we had the Falcons uh, getting a point and a half, and the over on that game, 40 and a half, and that, that over cleared, I think, well into, like, right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, maybe even earlier. Uh, what I like this week, uh, we just alluded to it, it's the Titans... Uh, at the Colts, I love, love, love the Titans getting three and a half points this week. That play itself almost made my big bank. Almost was my dog pound was the Tennessee Titans. A team that I'm now flipped on a little bit uh, after they, they played a good game against uh, the Raiders last week. What am I parlaying it with? Well, let's take the guy who's probably the Titans' best offensive player still, even though he has a turd coming out of the back of his head. Uh, Derrick Henry is averaging over 87 yards per game against Indy in his career. 
I'm taking the low-hanging fruit. The one that was offered to me on DraftKings was an over of just 59.5 rushing yards. Why do I not want to go closer to 80-90? I do believe Henry and the offensive line have lost a step just slightly. Um, so this allows for a more standard game instead of a more dominant game from Derrick Henry. So I like the Titans getting 3.5 points uh, and Derrick Henry over 59.5 rushing yards. And that's for plus 125 odds. And just to speak again on the Colts, um, whatever this game was spread-wise, I want to take the team getting points. So if the Colts were getting 3.5, I'd bet them. The Colts, mm-hmm. we, I think we, we talked about at the top of the show, just a team that it was maybe the Chiefs on a bad day, not mm-hmm. exactly the Colts on a good day. And do I trust this Colts team who have lost every other game in their division you know, to be able to, to cover here? And again... All I'm asking, I mean, a three-point uh, Colts victory still is a winner. So uh, that's yes. what I'm taking. I, I absolutely love it. And uh, that rushing total is pretty low. And also, you yeah. know he's going to have the opportunities. Uh, the Titans literally can't help themselves. They're going to give Derrick Henry <laughs> 20 touches, 20 cracks at it. And he's, uh, you know, maybe a step slow this year. But, I mean, I still like those odds. He'll crack it. He'll crack it. The Dog Pound. All right, last but not least from the panel is our Dog Pound. Uh, again, since uh, Zach uh, Black Buffalo, we're going we're gonna to get it for next time. Uh, since Black Buffalo is not here, I, I will take his spot. And I'm also co-signing on this. We're taking Cardinals money line in this Ooh, one. Wow. Uh, I, I, it's funny because a lot of my picks last week, I'm, I'm kind of like retaking them to some degree. Raiders, Cardinals, these teams that have you know disappointed me to some degree. <laughs> Uh, and it really comes down to, I think, kind of what I said about the Raiders game earlier, that the, the Cardinals are a wounded animal, they're kind of in desperation mode, and the Panthers are just not particularly good. I like taking the bad, I like to fade the bad team coming off a win. You can see that with my Falcons, uh, my Browns play against the Falcons earlier. I like, I, I like just fading a team that I know is bad. And especially coming off a win, it's sometimes hard for these teams to string together back-to-back wins. I do think the Cardinals are just the better team in general. I'm surprised they're even the underdog. I know they, were, they haven't been playing well all season. Uh, but I think, I, I mean, if you want to just put it flatly, Kyler versus Baker. And I take Kyler every day. Yeah, so and, I, and I'm assuming that's kind of what Zach is feeling too for this game. Yep, yeah. You got to figure that the Panthers are a little complacent. Not that they're out of the, uh, whatever the expression is, out mm-hmm. of the woods. Yeah. Um, but you got to think the Cardinals are more desperate, man. I I, mm-hmm. I like this as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of uh, too close for me to like split hairs. The one thing I will say, though, is if you are a, pa- a Panthers backer, they're over a six and a half regular season win total. Still active on Caesars in New Jersey. Hmm. Uh, they have two home games in a row. Both an NFC West team, West Coast team, traveling to the East Coast at one p.m. Uh, that's a trend that I normally don't get ahead of. So if you are a Panthers believer, you can maybe get them to three wins. Uh, they'll be three and two after week five, possibly. If uh, you disagree with John, uh, Rosie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be taking. This is a weird one for me, but I'm taking Bears. Um, it's plus 136 on FanDuel. It's, I think it's plus 125 on DraftKings. Um, this game could end up being 0-0. And uh, <laughs> I'll take the uh, the underdog here. Um, the Giants receiving core, Sterling Shepard, was the last glimmer of hope. Uh, yeah. my, my husband, Kadarius Tony, does not look to be <laughs> ready to play. Um, I, I, think, I thought you were going to say good. <laughs> he just, look, it could be both, honestly. Um, but I like the, uh, the Bears in this one, as weird as it is to say. Man, I think this could just be a... This is going to be one of those games where there's going to be 90 total carries 
<laughs> and if that's going to happen, I'll just I'll take the the uh, the better odds here. I, this is a complete toss up game. It should be pick them. I don't know why it isn't. Yeah, you know, I, I actually really did think about this one uh, for my dog pound. But, guys, I've been picking only puppies this year. I mean, last <laughs> week, I think me and John had a double... Uh, excuse me, me, Rosie O'Donnell and the other Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> had, yes, yes, we had a double dog pound on a minus 105. Yes. Technically, they were the underdog, but guys, I think this is uh, one of those things where I could write a book about how the public is getting a little bit sharper. But guys, we're going even odds here, plus 100, the Los Angeles Rams to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G said it mm. himself, he has no cohesion with this offense. He has no repertoire. Uh, I know that a lot of people think, well, gee, how hard can it be? He took them to the NFC Championship game last week. He didn't go to anything in the preseason yeah. or, <laughs> or training camp or OTAs. He literally thought he'd be traded to the Rams. The Rams mm-hmm. actually made an offer on him. This is actually so, a great point. So it's one of those wow. things where... Right? Yeah, yeah so he was Jimmy, out of the building completely. Yeah, so Jimmy G is literally wow. like all the way set back. He, they're not going to be right until like week seven or eight. I think that this is a perfect opportunity for more of the same. They're not going to look that good. I couldn't believe that the Rams weren't favored in this game. Uh, I'm going Rams plus 100. Very easy good one. Move. That's a great one. I can't believe I overlooked that one. That's got that's got to hit. I wish I could do a double dog bound. Also, <laughs> fun fact: the Rams lost six regular season games in a row to the uh, 49ers. Oh man, and, they're uh, due. Their last win was the playoff game. Yeah. So they're they're due. What, yeah. what, I just don't understand. I, I was, I'm not just gonna harp on how bad the San. There was also a uh, there was a viral clip of Jimmy G where you could they zoomed in on his mouth. Yeah. And he said because he's not with Mike McDaniel anymore. He said your plays fucking suck. Wow. Yeah. Oh my Dang. god. Going to this, I think that this is bad. I think the, the Niners' <laughs> offense is gonna wow, be bad. Okay. For like a little you, bit, you gotta think Jimmy G two is probably a little pissed off the fact that they were ready to roll with the with the young guy mm-hmm. and like he oh, was a cast, o- out. cast off. Yeah. John, imagine if you had to train your your backup and right. then they said we don't know if we want you or not and yeah. you had to go home. Right, for a couple, didn't know if I had a job months. at the end of yeah. the day. You know that. Oh. Yeah, I think I think that's a great great one. I can't believe it. that's the Monday night game, right? Yep, yep. That's also, why it, it, it was uh, another layer here. Trent off. Williams banged up and he would be going against Aaron Donald. Yeah, so. That's, that's, that's always bad right there. <laughs> always bad. Wow. So we have some good plays. Listen, Rosie, we're going to turn the tides, and we hope that Black Buffalo and Timberwolf uh, continue to to bring up the big bang there was in definitely, our plays. Sorry to cut you off. There was definitely a yeah. Wolf Pound reference, and I missed it, and it's too late now. <laughs> Wait, Wolf Pound? Wolf yeah, Pack? To- dog Pound? Wolf. Oh, Wolf Pound. Oh, Dogs that's right. Wolves. I'm that's in the right. Dog Wolf mindset right now. <laughs> yeah. And also, I and also about the losing and and uh, Zimber Wolf actually said a very <laughs> a very smart thing earlier. You know he's seven and two so far on the year. Um, you know it's something that we preach when we're when we're hot and when we're cold. You know there's regression yeah. to the mean. I think we're all, we're all sharp here. We're all going to be in in the same range. Absolutely. So um, if you are gonna, uh, I would back the the two guys with the cool names, not named Rosie. Anymore, <laughs> but uh, you know I, I would I'm gonna bet I I'm gonna bet that everything that other Rosie said because. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're due for the bounce back. <laughs> I think so, too. And and really, the, the voices, the nickname, is just a fun way to, to keep things... You know, it, in a way, it does hold ourselves accountable. I do think you should... There should be a consequence to not making great picks and a benefit to making perfect ones. So, but that that is what we strive for, is to giving giving you guys stuff that, that you're not just seeing pundits put out in articles. You're not seeing them on TV just making loose game picks without accountability. So... We have a lot of fun here, but we do want to get you the best picks at the end of the day. So, until week five for Timberwolf, for Black Buffalo, for Rosie O'Donnell, and for Rosie O'Donnell, 
We thank you. We love you for listening to the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. See you next time.